<clears throat> oh, hi there. I'm Willow, and you're listening to Hi There, a weekly podcast in which I bring you uh, just discussions and ramblings from within the compounds of my mind. It won't always be a solo show. I will have guest commentator. I have a uh, friend who is really into making music. And hopefully he'll be making the intro outro to this show. And will be my first guest commentator. A little bit about myself. I'm 30. I come from a very conservative state. That's about the best I can say, considering. I'm a stoner. And I like to... uh, I like video games. I like TV, mainly superhero shows. Those are my favorite. I like YouTube, music, movie, a little bit of everything. So that's kind of what you'll be expecting from this show. It's just a little bit of, little bit of everything. So without further ado, kids, let's just go ahead and get into it. This is the first episode. Let's just jump feet first into the deep end without our water wingies. Alright, so, first segment on it, I like to call one up, this is a little video game talk, so, uh, Apex Legends Season 5 launched on Tuesday, it's Saturday, um, May 16th, yeah, May 16th, this is episode one of Hi There, so, Apex Legends launched on Tuesday the 12th, very interesting, a little, little buggy there at the beginning, uh, first, first few hours had a lot of bugs involving Walker Legends, and the new character Loba and currency uh, being stuck behind a server issue. It it was interesting, but they kind of got that that worked out, and now we're uh, we're smooth sailing. Loba is a great addition to the Apex line. The new uh, season pass is fantastic. I'm loving it. I haven't worked on many of the challenges. Uh, just been playing Loba. I am a Loba main. I absolutely adore her. She plays how I. Steel is my play style. I have pretty decent luck. I feel like my friend uh, Jonathan. He, oh, excuse me. He thinks I have the absolute best luck. So, put that together with Loba, and I feel like that's a winning combination for me. But yeah, um, I'm, I might start a Discord for this for this podcast. If I should do that, message me. On Discord. Message me on Discord. My uh, Discord is... Hang on, no, that's Twitch. Uh, I don't even know where I put my Discord app. That's how little I use that. God, where is it? I really don't know where my Discord app is. I know my username is the Green Arrow seventy three. Where is my Discord app? That's crazy. Uh, let's see. Where is me? There, I'm. the Green Arrow seventy three. Hashtag. 2245. That is my Discord name. If you have a Discord and think 
them where I was going. See, that's 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 what happens, folks, on this show. I absolutely lose my train of thought. I'm sure I'll remember here in a minute where I was going. But moving on. So Apex Legends Season 5 launched really good. If you feel like playing, I play on PS4. Holler at me. Holler at me on Discord. Yeah. So Last of Us Part 2 finally got a release date. Uh, it was delayed till late 2020. Then it was delayed indefinitely due to the current COVID-19 situation. But we actually have a, a solid release date of next month which I'm pretty stoked about. I have bought that game four different times on two different consoles and played through it about 10, 15 times. If you have not and you own a PS4, have not bought The Last of Us Remastered, I definitely recommend it. It is worth every penny. It is one of the best games, if not the best game I've ever played. I think I've played that. The only game I think I've played more than The Last of Us Part 1 is Batman Arkham City. Because that game, I started over and over and over and over and over again. As far as single-player campaigns go. Now, I've sunk... You know, aside from Pokemon, that's so easy. It's so easy to put on hundreds of hours into an RPG. Especially, like, Pokemon. I put easily 200 hours into Pokemon Black 2. White 2. One of those. I put easily 200 hours into those. That's so easy to do. But to give you a game that has like such replay value like Arkham City or Last of Us, which is such a compelling story and you know gameplay, that doesn't happen very often for single player games. Last of Us, I mean like Apex, I have easily, you know, a couple hundred hours sung into that over the past year. But that's my go-to time waster. So moving on. So Fortnite had a uh, Travis Scott concert. It's not really uncommon for uh, Fortnite to be doing digital concerts. But yeah, that happened. I like Travis Scott. Didn't see the concert. I have Fortnite downloaded. I have not touched it since season 10. I don't know. The end game event, I think, was the last time I actually booted it up. Uh, my friend, uh, Brian, who will be my guest commentator, did watch the concert. I think he said he enjoyed it. It's pretty cool. Cool Fortnite does that. Other Battle Royales don't really have that kind of freedom, but Fortnite's got that creative mode and stuff. And it's really easy to get everyone to kind of stop what they're doing in that, whereas the others are way more competitive. I think Fortnite's just a very, it's a, it's a lot more casual, relaxed gameplay compared to some of the others and so it offers the a bit the flexibility to host an in-game concert <clears throat> which is cool it's cool that that there's even that option like i mean we're all stuck at home for the most part stuff is slowly reopening but stuff you're stuck at home so why not hold a digital concert fuck it everybody show out Flash, flash, flash your TV screen, kids. They ain't gonna see it. They're digital. Throw your bra on stage like Mom did. Let's talk about movies. Sonic the Hedgehog's finally out on physical. 
heard that's pretty good. Heard the only thing that would have made that thing bomb is the previous animation, which is, you know, obvious. So, uh, we use this as a prime jumping point. Sonic the Hedgehog is a perfect example of what happens when a studio of any kind listens to the people they're supposed to be catering to. They made an abomination first go around with, with Sonic. Everyone hated it. They fucking hated it, guys. And they were very loud about it. To the point where the entire the entire crew was like, alright, we'll fix it. And it made money. And it's still making money with the home release. So, like, studios, like, video game studios, listen to when we say we don't want something. When we say you're doing something wrong, we are not telling you that it's 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 wrong because we don't want to give you our money. We're literally trying to tell you how to get our money. Like, don't, don't dig us over. Listen, listen to us. We're telling you how to take our money easier. Like, I don't know why you'd be so adverse to that. That's crazy. Speaking of Sonic, it, it, it suffers from the number one cinematic sin when it comes to adaptations from, uh, into movie format. And I'm sure it works well with this movie because, you know, it's a family-friendly film, but... It is my number one pet peeves with that adaptation. It's probably the biggest cinematic sin. Do not use the their hero, their threat, slash their threat, our world cliche. That is so bad. It's so awful. It didn't work for Masters of the Universe. Like, there's no reason for them to leave Eternia and come to here. Come to our Earth. There's no reason for that. Don't take Sonic out of, out of whatever Earth they... They live on and bring them to ours. It's not necessary. We like those characters because of the environment they were drawn in, the worlds that they developed in, in, in their respective media. When we want the adaptation, we don't need it to be our world. That works for Transformers. That doesn't work for Sonic. You know what I mean? Like, there's no reason to bring their threat to our world. Like, their threat is a threat in their world already. Like, let it be a threat to their people. Like, give them some characters on their planet. There's no reason to add a human child amongst, you know, these these other things that have nothing to do with this human child. That's not even in the source material. Like, there's no reason to add it just to add face value. If you put a name behind a character, we're going to see it because that person is behind the character. Like, that's just how it works. Good, then that's the perfect jumping point for Scoob. Scoob came out Friday. And every time I see, like, uh, pictures and toys and stuff, I get really excited about this movie. But the voice cast is dog shit. Frank Welker is the only returning original cast member. They didn't even bring Matthew Lillard back for Shaggy, guys. They put Will fucking Forte. And, it, and it's It's bad. Just from the trailer alone, I do not want to hear him for an hour and a half. I'm probably going to get the home premiere this weekend, watch it with the kiddo. But, yeah, the voice cast is just bad. And they're not, I'm not, it's bad, guys. I just don't, I don't know. Maybe maybe the rest of the movie, like, Mark Wahlberg being Blue Falcon and, you know, Jason Isaacs being Dick Dastardly. Maybe that'll redeem it, but. Tracy Morgan's cabin cave, man. That's a, that's another <laughs> moment. Anyway, I don't know. Well, I'll, I'll check it out. I'll tell you how I feel about it. 
I am a big superhero person. I love campy superhero media. Adam West Batman is my favorite. Uh, shamelessly. I grew up on Super Friends. Batman the Animated made the series came second to that to me. I was like, ah, fuck that Batman. I want Batman that says, come on, friends, let's go, you know. Let's go stop this thing. Villains were low-key creepy in Super Friends. Especially Toy Man and uh, Scarecrow. They were kind of creepy. But that's, that's, the, that's the, the superheroes I grew up on. I grew up on, you know, Boomerang and 60s, 70s cartoons. Amongst, you know, the rest of the 90s kids who were watching Spider-Man, X-Men, and Batman. I'm over here watching Wacky Races. Fucking Super Friends. But I digress. Uh, so that that being the case, I I love the cheesiness of all the Arrowverse shows. I'm a big Arrowverse fan. Uh, I jumped in about a year after it had been going, and stayed on like hardcore. I'm still watching all of them to this day. Only one I have I jumped out of was Black Lightning because the first episode of season two, man, that killed that entire show for me. The dialogue regressed to something of a parody of itself. I felt like. And I just couldn't take it seriously, so I never, I never felt the need to catch back up. But he's part of the the mainstream Arrowverse now, which is really cool. Always here for more heroes. <sighs> so that being the case, Star Girls uh, season premiere is tomorrow on Monday, Monday the 18th on the DC Universe app. Next day on CW. Next day after that on CW app. Uh, so I will be watching those and. Uh, watching that episode and giving you my thoughts along with my comics commentator slash music guy Brian hopefully he'll be on the show to he knows a lot about the comic forms and I'd love to hear like his information that he has for uh, like the comic book versions of these characters versus how I described him because he doesn't watch the Arrowverse shows how I described him what's going on maybe get us some compare and contrast on that Plus, I'm just really excited about Stargirl. It looks really good. It's got Luke Wilson in it, and Breck Basinger is from Texas. I heard an interview with Batman Beyond the other day with her. Uh, Joel McHale has a small role. But it's going to be really cool. It's a separate, separate universe from uh, from the rest of the Arrowverse, but I'm sure it'll eventually fold in. Doom Patrol Season 2 got announced for later this year on HBO Max. So that's cool. Glad for that. Uh, Swamp Thing is getting moved to CW this fall. I watched the first couple episodes on the DC Universe app. It's really good. It's very dark. It's the the horror show for that. Uh, Batwoman, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, and The Flash all have season finale this week. I'm really excited about it. Uh, Batwoman is my favorite show right now because it's it's been very intense. The makeup uh, team has been doing amazing uh, with all of the characters that it have been involving. Uh, Alice and Mouse and their their face stealing skills. Uh, Flash being pretty intense, building artificial speed force because speed force disappeared. Interesting to see. Interested to see how that's going to go out. I think they're going to use the Mirrorverse version. And DC's Legend Tomorrow is my favorite stoner show. It's what I call it of the DC shows. It stopped taking itself seriously after about halfway through season two, and it never looked back. And it's it's gotten better for it. The only thing I wish they hadn't done is they should have not have gotten rid of Nora and Ray. Like 
they were probably my favorite characters on Legends of Tomorrow, but whatever, Studio Wolves, I guess. <sighs> Comics redistributions uh, re- uh, are restarting. That's cool. Down for that. Excited. Everyone who subscribes to physical comics should be pretty excited. So the digital is probably going to stay on track. Uh, I, I think that's. Uh, I think that's a little bit. I think that's it for to first episode of Hi There. So uh, I got high here today. I'll get high over there another day. If you liked what I was talking about, if you want to hear more, especially with guest commentators, uh, such as my buddy Brian, whose uh, Instagram is B-R-Y-A-N underscore W-O-L-F-B-A-N-E. On Instagram, he's, he's going to be the one providing all the best music for this show. He, uh, so if you go check him out on Instagram, go give him a follow. Give this show a follow. Subscribe. Put us in your RSS feed. Is that what it's called? RSS feed. Yeah, put us in your feed. Tune in every week. It'll be better. It'll get better, I promise. All right, kids. Tune in next week. Same bad time, same bad channel.